Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, my name is Oyebanji Akins, and you can call me DJ Fresh. And we're live on CTD Among Blacks podcast channel. And today I have my lovely brother with me, uh, all the way from Miami Beach. And without not wasting too much of his time, because he's a very, very busy man, and I don't want to waste too much of his time today. And for that saying, I'll be introducing Mr. Ahmed Ibrahim, a financial professional that is based in Miami Beach. So, uh, uh, Mr. Ahmed, would you try to introduce yourself and everything you have? I know it's a lot, and I don't want to mess everything up. So, kindly introduce yourself to our audience, please, sir. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity um, to speak with you today. Um, I'm uh, very excited to be here, and um, I really appreciate um, the little time we're going to spend together. Uh, my name is Ahmed Ibrahim. Uh, I'm based in uh, Miami Beach, Florida. Uh, I'm a licensed financial professional. Um, before I became a licensed financial professional, I was a vice president uh, in J.P. Morgan Chase. Um, I was into cybersecurity and technology controls. Um, I spent about 15 years of my time in the U.S. Uh, in corporate America with uh, uh, different uh, 500 Fortune companies, wow. and um, uh, I've did uh, I've done a lot of um, uh, coaching and um, uh, educating people in, in financial services. And um, I took it upon myself that um, our community needs someone that is savvy uh, about financial to be able to help us uh, to get. Um, to a good understanding of how we can be able to build wealth. Um, so I'm really happy to be here today thank to you, discuss a little thank bit you, about thank it. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I didn't even know you have uh, you have more knowledge in cybersecurity because I have a master's in cybersecurity. So it's a privilege I'm having someone that has been in that industry for 15 years yeah. and having to decided to do what you're doing right now. So um, uh, for you listening or for you watching us right now, you can check us on Instagram or CTD Among Blacks and the same thing on YouTube and every episode we've been having for the past time, you could go to www.ctdamongblacks.com and for you that would like to be on this particular podium on this particular podcast you can always reach us on ctd among blacks our topic for today that i'll be going with mr ahmed is cultural shock but we'll be talking on based on wealth and what i mean by saying wealth a lot of africans or should i say a lot of uh, black people don't understand the meaning of wealth we always think it's about having you know luxurious things that we have but to me having the opportunity of knowing you before we come on live right now you've been able to expand some things and that's one of the reasons why you're here uh, so without wasting too much of our time would you try to explain uh, um I, I would like the first question is you know being a nigerian cultural shock we go through a lot and Having the opportunity of you being in a corporate world for 15 years and decided to go on this journey of wealth building strategy, can you explain to us how Nigerians and African or black people can benefit from that? Oh, thank you so much. Um, um, I'm really uh, very um, grateful to be able to speak about this topic. Uh, This is something that is very important to our community. Um, I decided to uh, start on this journey um, after realizing how behind we are as African mm. in this environment, um, because I came from Africa um, about 20 years ago, I came to America, and uh, I've been in America for about um, 16, 17 years, um, and I didn't understand how the wealthy does things, mm. right? Um, I, was, I always think you have to work uh, nine to five and make money and save and um and and work for the next 30 years 
and um, and then retire, right? Um, mm-hmm. That was the way I think uh, it's used to. I mean, everyone Which normally does things, yeah. and that's what we've been uh, we've been taught growing up, right? Yes. We were taught to go to school. We were taught to do the bachelor when it's not you know we go to masters and yes. we go do PhD. PhD. However, how many of the PhD holders do you see out there that are multi-millionaires, right? Uh, um, a lot of us were. Been, we were being given this um, as the status quo, right? Um, but we didn't realize that um, the wealthy people, um, they understand how to build wealth. So um, in terms of uh, cultural shock, um, I, I, I realized uh, uh, very late, not at the beginning, uh, that what we as Africans believe is wealth is not actually what it is. It's just part of it, right? Mm-hmm. We all believe that when you have real estate, you have cash, and um, uh, and some other thing, you have nice cars, that is wealth, right? Mm-hmm. There are some assets that are not actually those kind of assets, like real estate, your cars, they're all liabilities. There are assets that you can even own that are actually better than that, and even cheaper, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, these are ways we can be able to really build huge wealth, which the multimillionaire, the wealthy family uh, in America has been able to keep their wealth for years and years and a century um, before now. However, because of our background, I'm, I was raised in Nigeria, right? I'm a Yoruba boy, right? I, and I, uh, I, I'm sorry to start you from that. Which part of Yoruba are you from? Yeah, Yoruba? I'm from Ekiti, right? right? For everybody watching us from Ekiti, <laughs> we have Mr. Made right here that's representing Ekiti people in the house. Right. Thank you very much for that. I'm listening to you. Uh, so, for, from Ekiti, we were, being, we were being taught that when you want to become, I mean, when you, you've made it, you have to have big owls, right? You have to have big cars, right? And uh, those are the things that I thought is wealth, right? But those are not really net worth. Those are just the things in our society here in America. They're all liability. You can never own a house completely. You will still be indebted to tax and all the things, right? You'll be running it forever. Mm -hmm. Even if you pay off your house, if you're still owing tax, you can lose that house. I go to auction all the time and buy tax deeds on houses that didn't pay even. Really? $200, $500 on taxes. They lose their houses on that. Wow. Yes, yes. Many people don't know that. Um, However, there are ways you can be able to actually build wealth that is what we're actually i mean educating our people um there are there are products that when you have it it's like overnight you've been able to build that world you're just maintaining it um because you, you can compare it to a real estate you can compare it to other assets uh, but these are actually very liquid you can it's, it's it's considered tier one capital by the FDIC and other stuff. You know we're going to talk more about it, uh, but we usually like to be able to get us to be educated on those. Uh, though it's still cultural shock, shock among mm-hmm. us Nigerians because it's not what we were taught, right? So yes. these are the things that we are providing to uh, our people to let them understand how they can be able thank, to do that. Thank you very much for that. I, I would like to ask you this question before we move forward. How do you manage to switch to this from being somebody that, like you said, having a first degree, second, the third one, and being in a corporate job? Because I think right now in 2023, a lot of Africans, or let me say Nigerian that I'm so sure of, are moving yeah. into IT world. Right. And you've been there for a while, and you decided to move. For somebody that just coming to america i wanted to say it in a short way like how can we make them to understand that don't 
just waste your time. I'm not going to say they're wasting your time anyway. But don't just stick to IT alone. There's something you could do that will make you to live your life. I know it's very expensive to live in Miami Beach. So for you to come all the way from Miami Beach to Houston, and we have it our podcast, I want everybody to enjoy, like, can you give us in a layman form so that people can understand, like, not just the only IT that you could do. There are many ways we can make money and live in wealth. I appreciate that. So, um... I've I've spent all my time in the U.S. about like you know before I even started this I've been here for over sixteen years and wow. I've always been in corporate America right and uh, I always thought I was making a, a whole lot of money you know making I mean almost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars cut wow. off a million wow. as a vice president uh, you feel you've arrived right mm. but guess what it cannot provide me the kind of lifestyle I live now mm. as a licensed financial professional. Wow. That money can barely, I can barely survive Wow, on a quarter of a million That's dollars. True. That's true. Because when you factor in the taxes, the other stuff, you know, you pay social security, you pay all, you know, I used to live in New Jersey at that time. I couldn't even afford Miami Beach. I couldn't even <laughs> afford that kind of luxurious <laughs> lifestyle, right? Um, but that is what everybody believed in. You know, you want to reach the top at your, you know, at your career. I reached, you know, a vice president level. I was doing well. That's I felt big. like I was doing well. I remember when this was introduced to me i was like what else can is out there mm. right however um my business you can actually make six figures part-time wow on a part-time basis on a part-time on a part-time basis i i, I actually tell people i i don't work full-time anymore right i see a lot of people you know i mean spending 40 60 hours on a job and I see a lot of folks in IT now doing two, three, four jobs. I think it's killing, right? Most definitely. Um, Especially um, for Africans that move to America. Yeah, we, 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 take, we take that very seriously now. I see a lot of people going towards doing two, three jobs, it's right? It's the biggest job in America. <laughs> However, if I tell you that you can actually leverage your time as a licensed financial professional, and if anyone wants to know more about this, I will be happy to share how this actually works. You can spend an hour, two hours in a month and make as much money as people who are spending um, 160 to 200 hours a month. Wow. You can spend an hour or two hours on a client, helping a client, and you're making as much as somebody that is spending 200 hours in a month. The same thing. Hmm. Imagine you're making $10,000 wow. from doing one deal. That only took you about an hour. Wow. And the same thing is what somebody's doing that. You have to put me on this this particular <laughs> thing you're saying about. But without I, I would want you to put all the Jews out. Because yeah. you know, uh, that's one thing that I learned from back when they said whatever you give to free, people don't appreciate it. Correct. But uh, it's it's a privilege we're having you in our podcast and you're sharing all these things. My next question is how has it been you've been able to convince Africans? Because I'm in Nigerian actually. Yeah. Is it is that, has it been an easy journey bringing Nigerian to do this? Or it's for now? Has it been something where a lot of us are still ignoring the fact of seeing how we can make money without not doing it over time or putting too much of time into it? Um, that's a very good question. Um, I started with being able to bring a lot of um, Nigerian and African community into my organization. Um, but there is one thing that I noticed. A lot of Nigerians, it's not something, if we're not used to something, we always like to follow crowd. 
Mm. When everybody is doing IT, we want to do IT. Yes. Yeah. And when it, it, when there is something that is new, we take it. It's very difficult for us to, I mean, get that acceptance uh, from Nigerians. We are very slow in adopting something, but people are getting onto it. Um, what I'm doing when you go into the community among Africans, when you look at the Cameroonians. Mm. The reason I started this is because I was very, um, I look at the Nigerian community and I was thinking we're actually behind the Cameroonians. I, wow. have, I have a lot of multi-millionaires that are, that are my mentors that are from Cameroon really? in our organization. That's going to be something they, out of Nigeria. They're making a huge, wow. huge millions of dollars. Wow. Doing this. And uh, when I got there, I was like, how many Nigerians are here? Now I could be like, oh my goodness, almost none. Wow. I was like, so there is something this good and we are left behind hmm. because we all thought that IT is the way. And that's what I was doing. And when I was doing it, I was, I was making a quarter of a million doing just one job. Not two, not three that people are doing right now, right? That was before COVID. It was after COVID, people started to be able to do yes. two, three, I four think jobs. COVID made people start doing a lot of IT. Correct. Jobs. So now, when I saw that, I saw this is an opportunity for us. So I was able to invite people because, I mean, people said, you know, Ahmed has, I mean, very solid credibility, his integrity, his intact. When he says something, we know he believes in whatever he says. That's true. So I think that credibility makes everybody to be like, when he said, we have to try, mm. right? But now we need the consistency of our community because guess what we have the most wealthy community in america yes that's true we have the most the smartest community in this country that's true we have the most intelligent community the nigerian fact. community yeah, we, we have we have i mean talk about the most educated community and yet we're missing this but yet <laughs> we we lack behind the money we believe in something that we have to work so hard before we get it. Before we get it, we didn't realize that it's not everything you need. We need to work smart, mm. not hard. You know, so we believe in just working so many hours and all this stuff. But the real thing that brings money, you know, the, the richest people in this country is not their hours. Elon Musk, how many hours mm. versus how much he makes, right? Big Gate, how many hours? Is he putting versus how much he makes? You need to leverage others. You need to teach people how they can leverage. You need to understand leadership. You need to understand how to be able to educate people, you know, sync with others to be able to build a community and that uh, you can be able to actually educate others to become wealthy as well. So we have various ways we can be able to help each other in this journey. Of thank you, thank you very much for that. I, I want you to explain something for a layman Nigerian person. Yeah. You know, Nigerian, uh, I, I'm going to say I'm a victim of that too. A lot of Nigerians don't understand the difference between wealth and rich. You know, I think it goes over our head when you say somebody is wealthy. Uh, we're more into like the physical thing we see. Yeah. So for a common Nigerian that's listening to this uh, particular session, I want you to break it down the difference between being rich and being wealthy. Okay. Thank you. So the thing is, they say cash is king. Yes. But net worth is kingdom. Hmm. Cash is king. Cash is cash is king. But the net the net worth is a kingdom, kingdom. Hmm, right? right? I like so that. people, the rich is when you have all this stuff. You are saying that people can be able to say you make it, you know, 
However, when you are wealthy, you have that net worth. You can be able to say, this is what I'm worth. Mm. A lot of people are silent multi-millionaires when they know the strategy we teach and you can never know how wealthy they are mm. because they work with their net worth rather than working with what you can be able to actually see as rich out there, right? That's the difference. When Thank you understand this, <laughs> I, I, I think that. what you said because I was I was watching one episode somewhere I, I can't remember and I remember somebody saying if everything you have is what people can see then you no, you don't have nothing like Absolutely. if everything you have is what I can see on you 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 really don't have nothing, nothing. like yeah, this is nothing thank you very much for that and my next question is um, being a Nigerian America and with everything you've said um, what do you think we Nigerians still lack being in America being you know I, I believe a lot of i've had a lot of friends that are here in america and they struggle with the cultural shock yeah they struggle with how they can understand the system a lot of people have family back home yeah. a lot of people come with their family and i've had a privilege where a, a guy was telling me you know this is what i give my wife back home in nigeria and now that i'm here the kind of job i'm doing doesn't even give me the chance to give my wife this yeah. and the wife doesn't understand so i'm using you now to help family out there like i want to hear your own view of how you can help. When somebody walk, walk up to you and say, you know, I'm stuck in this. I don't understand what to do. Uh, I don't understand how to move. I'm, I'm struggling. I just want to hear your own view, how you can help in Nigeria in America that struggle with cultural shock. The thing that I, I had, the advice I have for Nigerians in this country is not to be rigid with what we know mm. and to be very flexible to be able to learn more, right? Reading, studying, other things that is outside of what you've been taught or how you think things are is going to help you to move far in this country, mm. right? When you think, you know, that's what we've been talking about, yes. that, you know, when we want to determine how wealthy I am, it's about how many houses I have, you're still thinking like our forefathers. I think that's what we know. That is what we know. Yeah. However, we need to learn there are other ways. There are some people in this country you can never see. And what we are doing is how you can actually protect all those things. Mm. We have a way you can protect your wealth. You can be worth 10, 20, 50 million dollars mm. in this country and people will not know you are worth a dime mm. because we protected it. And you don't have to worry about, you know, the backside. They're going to, the Uncle Sam is going to take this much. When you die, this is how much they're going to take. We protect all those things. Mm. That is what is your net worth. That is what we're trying to teach people how to build. That when you, if anything ever happens to you, you need money, you can be able to access it. Mm. It's liquid, right? And besides being liquid, if you anything happens to you, it's protected. With, uh, with, with that part, can you tell me one of all this uh, product that you have? Because for anybody that is listening right now, a lot of Nigerians, it goes over our head. We're like, uh, you know, you're just talking about this wealth, wealth of a thing. I don't even know what wealth is. Can you give us one of this product that you you into that can bring this asset, that can bring this wealth into the life of a Nigerian or African that's listening to this? That's a very good question. One thing I usually talk about, there are several things that we usually educate people on how right. they can be able to build. But let me give you just one good example, okay. which is something that is actually um, a cultural shock, shock to us, right, mm -hmm. as Nigerian. Um, the term life insurance. Life insurance. Life insurance. Among Nigerians, 
we look at it with a derogatory way. Yes. Everybody <laughs> looks at it as I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna die, right? That's the number one thing. That is the say. thing everybody think about. That is number one. And um, actually, many people didn't realize life insurance is a way to build wealth. Hmm. Permanent In life insurance is a way to be able to turn you to a very, very wealthy person. Wow. When you know how to be able to use it. Just life insurance. Life insurance. In America. Can make you extremely, extremely wealthy. Can you, I know it, it is not right to uh, give our audience a little bit more of that. Yeah. Just a little bit more. Just to be able to give you an end, right? There is a certain life insurance. There is a permanent life insurance that when you use it right, right, it has to be designed right for you. It gives you huge return on your investment. Mm. It serves as an investment strategy for you. It serves as a savings opportunity. It serves as an, a retirement opportunity. Mm. That whatever you are doing, you kind of build a huge wealth today. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. I look at every Nigerian in this country and I'm wondering, if you tell me you are in this country and you are not a millionaire, I don't know what's wrong with your head. Because it's quite easy to become a millionaire. That is your net worth. In dollars. In dollars. All right. If you are telling me you are in this country, you are not a millionaire. I I, I want to ask you, wh what kind of books have you been reading? That look like a slap on my face. I'm, my, my asset might not be closed, but... It, I have to be true to myself. That, that is I, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I'm there too. I don't think I'm I'm in this M's. I'm I'm in thousands, but I'm not in M's. Yes. So I'm I'm glad you said that. But I'm about to ask you a very tricky one. Uh, before we get went online, I know you're Muslim. Correct. And I know talking about life insurance for Muslim because I have a lot of Muslim friends. Right. And I've been in a place where they talk to them and they said their their faith doesn't allow them to i don't know much about it because i'm not a muslim yeah. so uh, wh what would you tell a muslim man or muslim woman listening to this about life insurance oh uh, thank you so much um i'm glad i'm a good muslim right and um the good part is that i'm learned mm. in in adith and the quran right all right and um there is some misunderstanding among the muslim community and as you know um it's based on the understanding of there is one word that we kind of usually get wrong. And this is fact. This is the fact, right? Right. That um, the Muslim community, some part of the Muslim believe that when you say something is interest, it's haram. Really? Yes. Wow. The, the interest is haram. However, there is profit that is different from interest. Mm -hmm. When you invest in any organization, and you get return based on the profit that the organization makes, that is halal, right? That is permitted. Haram means what is prohibited, right? And the interest that Islam is talking about is like, for example, when you borrow me $10,000 mm -hmm. and you mandate me that you have to give me $1,000, that is interest. Oh. That is interest. Islam doesn't permit that. Oh. Because there's a possibility I might lose the money. The money. And if I lose that money, I'm being banded to pay that 
$1,000 extra from, from in addition to the $10,000 Oh, you. so that's why they will never want to do something They will never want to do that that is interest. To save that particular see, Exactly. Angle. Oh, that makes sense. However, in this case, it's about profit. However, in English word, the interest and profit are synonymous to each other. So when you now say interest in this regard, some Muslim scholars are like against it. But to, to help our audience listening, yeah. uh, we're talking about this particular product. This product I'm yes, talking about. That doesn't mean all life insurance is going to be like that. No, no. Okay, they're, they're the ones that, you know, that, fo- that function as investment, okay. that function as your savings, and that function as actually your retirement account as well. All right, that makes sense. So that one I'm talking about, the interest, um, there, is a, there is a language that we use, the Arabic language that we use for the interest. Um, it, it's it's called um, is it um, is it riba? There is there is a language that is an Arabic language that prohibited you from taking okay. it, mm. right? But in this case, that's not the case. I make it's just the English that this is profit sharing. Mm. You make based on the return in the market. It's just like you invest in stocks, right? It's just like you invest in. I mean, Islam doesn't prohibit. I'm, 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 I'm glad it's coming from you being a Muslim person and being Correct. able to break it down. And I think it's a privilege for us having you on our podcast and be able to yeah. tell our audience something like that. Because I don't think it's something that's common. I've had a lot of friends that always complain that when it comes to life insurance, they don't do it. And for you still listening, we are live on CTD Among Blacks. And we have Mr. Ahmed in the house with us. He has been able to give us a lot of things. So please keep watching. And I hope we've been able to enlighten you more of things you don't know. And like we said, our main goal on this place is not to fix the problem. We are not the actual person that could fix it but based on our own awareness and things we know we want to share with our audience for you to know more and be able to live a better life moving to my next question how has it been doing this and dealing with americans you know i know uh your your clients will never be only africans you've you've talked to white people you've talked to black americans how has that part of you been uh dealing with them i would like to would like to hear your experience on that part um, it has been it has been uh, pretty much uh, so far so good, right? Because Americans understand this strategy. Um, mm. A lot of people don't really really get it, right? Um, but that is part of what we do to educate others. Uh, there is a lot of resources out there, and they said if you want to hide information from a black man, put it in a book. Put it in a book. <laughs> so that is why we always um, advise. Um, our people read a lot of pe- a lot of books, right? Read a lot of books on retirement, right? How can you be able to retire? You know, protect your retirement, protect everything. If I start talking about different things that could happen, right? We cannot be able to. I mean, <laughs> leave this I, podcast I, today. Yeah, yeah. I'm, right? I'm so, glad, and I'm 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 still honored to have you because I know you have to catch your flight, and I don't want to take too much of your time. But I only have two questions left, and we're about to end it. And the two, the f- number one question is, what would you like to tell people back home that doesn't understand what Nigerian face? With a cultural shock in America, I would like to give your own view to people listening back in Africa. And I'm about to twist this question into into um like one two questions to one answers. And the second question is, um, what would you like to tell Black Americans that are yet to understand Africans uh, that we struggle cultural shock in terms of embracing everything that happened in America? You know, I believe that a lot of Africans that have married are Black Americans, and their expectations sometimes are different. That we struggle with how things have been done. So it's like a two question in one answer. Like. What would you like to tell people back home that need to understand that Nigerians that still struggle with cultural shock? How you think it is is not the same thing. And for black people that are married Africans, the 
said they need to understand uh, you know we struggle with cultural shock that's the one question i want to ask and i'll ask the last one okay so um the people in nigeria um should understand that it's not just the way they they view us living in the u.s is the is the way it is we don't pick dollars on the floor or pick it on the street right mm-hmm. and it's it's different People has to work very hard. They have we have to struggle. We struggle with a lot of stuff, you know, accommodation. We struggle yep. with how to be able to feed our family. Mm-hmm. A lot of us in the US, every single dime we're honey, are even spent on our bills. Yep. We have bills. Some people we may be thinking, yeah, he make one thousand dollar, two thousand dollars a month. However, do you know how much bill this guy has to pay, right? <laughs> Somebody like you living in Miami, it's, just, it's damn expensive. So, so when, you, when you see, like, Nigerian has to realize that almost 90% of what we're earning in United States actually goes towards our bills, yes. right? So they should understand that if we are not able to provide or give them what they're looking for, it's not that we don't want to do it, it's because we don't have. Right, so that understanding should be with a lot of Nigeria. We should know that, and with folks who are here, there are so many place ways I can be able to dissect it. Um, with especially African American, Mm -hmm. you know, I used to be married to an African American, right, Mm -hmm. and uh, we were married for about fifteen years. Um, there are a lot of expectations um, from an African. You should realize, as an African American, that African we have our own culture. Mm-hmm. We have the way we think. There are things that are important to us. Yes. Our family are number one. Yes. We don't care if we are here. We have to take care of our family, but we also have to take care of our siblings too. Yes. We have to take care of our parents. That's, true. That's not something the American does, right? So all these things is the way we think. We also think about, you know, in the future, we never know what will happen. We might have to go back home. Mm -hmm. Probably we want to have a house. We want to have little thing that we can be able to have our own thing in Africa. That's part of our nature. Mm -hmm. And Americans should be able to understand that and respect that for us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Because I think you were able to touch something I don't even expect, which I'm happy. And the last question I will ask you is, what would you like to say that we didn't ask you that you'd like to share with us on this podium, on this particular podcast? That's the last question I want to ask you. So um, what I want to share is I would like to be able to have um, every single one of us here in this country, African, Nigerian, uh, African-American, we should start looking at alternative ways of doing things. Hmm. We shouldn't think everything should be, uh, we have to do things like everyone does it. Hmm. Right? We should try to be able to understand other things. We should be flexible. Hmm. Right? Look at other ways of doing things. Um, I, I, I'm always, and every single tight day of my life, I'm always advocating for people to do things whereby they have their own time. Mm. For example, I used to be in corporate America where I work 12 to 14 hours a day sometimes as a leader, right, in the you bank. You definitely got to be doing a lot of meetings too. Now, I don't. I can travel anywhere and I'm still making money. Wow. I, I live, I mean, my dream life, right? You def- know? Living in Miami Beach is one of the best places everybody want to live. So the thing I always advise folks is, Look at the person you want to be like. Hmm. Look at the kind of person, the kind of future you emphasize for yourself. Find someone that is living that life. 
that is at that point in their life and find that person as a mentor. Mm, that's deep too. When you are trying to become something, if you want to become wealthy, you want to become a multi-millionaire, find a multi-millionaire to mentor you. Towards that line. Don't think you can do it on your own. If you want to be very big and you've never seen anyone in IT to be as big as where you are going, I'm not talking about if you create an app that you are selling, but you're working for someone. If you can't find anyone in that realm, look for somewhere else. Look at somewhere else. Look at someone that has been able to attain to that position or that position you are aspiring for. Where you want to be in your future and ask that, those, those people or that person to mentor you. Thank you very much for that. I think that's one thing a lot of Nigerians understand about coming to America. So, like, in respect of what job or anything you want to do, look for somebody that has been in that field to help you and guide you so that you won't stay too long yep. and get frustrated about doing it. Uh, the only thing I want to ask you is, uh, which I'm not sure you want to do, Do you would you like to share your Instagram handle or Facebook so that people can be able to reach you? Is that something you would like to share or is something like they can reach us through you to get to you? I think they should reach you Thank you First, for that. It's, yeah. it's a privilege so. you're giving us that honor of doing that to us. <laughs> and we're really, really impressed. Uh, it's been an honor having you, sir. And like I said, I know you have a plane to catch, catch. And it's a privilege you have to give us out of your no time to do this. And you're the first professional person we're bringing on our, on our podcast. We really appreciate your time. We appreciate every uh, insight you've given to us. We appreciate the fact that being a Nigerian and being in the IT industry, you're giving a new face for people to understand it's not just the IT alone. There All are right. many ways we can make money. So it's a privilege we're having you. And for you listening to us, uh, we just want to tell you, like, thank you so much, and for for everything that you're listening to. What's my my uh, my studio manager is trying to correct me. So if you see me moving my hand, don't mind me. But anyway, uh, like I always say before we end everything, like uh, it might not make a lot of sense right now to you, but please, everything you're doing, as long as it's a good thing, keep doing it. In a couple of time or days or months or weeks or decade, it's definitely going to make a lot of sense. And that is when people will come back and tell like, oh, I didn't know this is what you're doing. So if you're still watching, we believe we've been able to give you one or two things that can change how you see life in America. And for you back home, we believe you've been able to encourage you to realize that it's not how you think things is in America for us. And to all black Americans and white that may be listening to you, I hope listening to this particular episode have helped you to know something about Africans that you don't know. And I have a Mr. Ahmed from Ekiti. I represent all the Ekiti people in America. Really appreciate that. So I remain fresh. I can call me DJ Oyebanji Akin. So the next episode, we say thank you. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very okay. much. Thank you very much, Al. Thank you. You really, you really did. Good. You have a good time.